0: Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello there. Hello, everybody. Hello. Happy Independence Day in the United States. So, this is a special episode, because I'm not doing one tomorrow, because my son is coming to visit. So, I am excited about that, but I did want to get something out to you guys, and uh, I was kind of thinking of it, and this is about as last minute as it comes, Um, because, I mean, it's always last minute as far as what I'm going to talk about, but... This one I was just like I have no idea what I'm going to talk about but it was just Independence Day. I'm like, okay. You know, I've been I actually did a podcast on sovereignty um a while ago and I just got on too much of a rant. There was there was a lot of stuff going on at that time and and I just decided not to release it because I didn't honestly, I didn't really like the energy of it. So I'm going to be I'm going to try to be extra cautious of my energy um, as we discuss this topic. And please, um, let me hit the comments here. Say hello and where you're watching from if you could. That'd be great. So I'm going to start the show with um, just giving a brief overview of what I'm talking about. Sovereignty, it's, it's a word that is uh, being used a lot more often now. And um, basically, you know, when I, I looked up what it meant and it says, one possessing or held to possess supreme political power or sovereignty. Uh, one that exercises supreme authority within a limited sphere, an acknowledged leader. So, you know, that's sovereignty. The way that I am using it, because, of course, everything is um, uh, open to interpretation and perspective and all this stuff. Um, well, actually, you know what? I just clicked on something and I, and I have to read it. I just saw the, because I, I looked up the definition of sovereign and I just saw a question below it. Can a person be sovereign? See, I told you this was going to be just off the cuff completely as I literally just saw this. So I'm going to read it. I don't know what it says yet. Self-described sovereign citizens see themselves as answerable only to their particular interpretations of the common law and as not subject to any government statutes or proceedings in the United States, they do not recognize U S currency and maintain that they are free of any legal constraints. Okay. That, um, as you can see that definition could cause all kinds of problems. And, um, I did ask a question on Facebook and somebody mentioned that something happened in Massachusetts and Idaho recently. Um, I don't know what that is. So I'm not intending to talk about that because it doesn't have anything to do with what I'm talking about. Um, and I'm going to try to not get political with this, um, you know, as much as possible anyway. So, Hey, there's buddy. Yeah. Hey, you just looked it up too. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining me, buddy. It was good chatting with you the other day. So, so sovereignty, I think, Uh, I'm just going to glance, and I looked up independence also. It's Independence Day. So, independence says not influenced or controlled by others in matters of opinion, conduct, etc. Thinking or acting for oneself. An independent thinker. Not subject to another's authority or jurisdiction. Autonomous. Free. An independent businessman, as an example. Uh, I think that definition is, uh, probably a little bit closer to what I'm talking about. Although, you know, the word autonomous, the word freedom, these are all things that I'm going to, to, um, be discussing. And because I, (laughs) so like I, I have to say some controversial stuff, man. I, I have to because it's controversial and some of you aren't going to like it and you know I have to risk that because you know all I, I, I always say this whenever I'm going to do something like this All I have to offer you guys is my honesty and my authenticity. And I understand that not not everybody is going to agree with everything that I say, nor should you. That kind of is the purpose of what I'm doing. I'm trying to empower people. One of my favorite aspects of spirituality is the empowerment that comes with it. When you open, you are empowered. So like, and I got this right off the bat, like my first big spiritual awakening, my well, I think it was my first download. They, they, I had several of them in a short period of time. So one of my first big ones in the first few months was was doing my going through my fourth and fifth step in recovery, which is going through a fearless moral inventory. So you write down th- uh, your fears, resentments, harms done others, harms done others sexually. So, those are the four main categories, and you write all these down, then you go over it with your sponsor, usually. And when I did that, I was talking to people afterwards, you know, six months, a year, two years later. And I noticed that when I would bring this up about doing my fifth step and how I had the spiritual awakening, a lot of times I would get this. Um, I would get this response of like, oh, like, oh, my God, like this negative response. And it was such a a monumental moment in my life. It took me a minute to figure out why I was getting this negative response, because to me, it was beautiful. (laughs) It was like, oh, my God. Um, And what I realized when I stopped for a moment and tried to see what what these people were were experiencing when I was speaking, I immediately saw that they were they were focused on me going through a bunch of difficult times, like um, not going through it. Like I, I, what I mean by that is discussing going through all the difficult times, Dis- discussing your fears, discussing your resentments, like. And at at initial, the initial view, they're like, oh, like that must have been hard. Oh my God. Oh, that doesn't sound like fun. You know, and those were the responses I was getting. And I was like, oh, like, oh, okay. I, I get it. Like, yeah, I guess if, if my perspective was, Hey, I'm going to talk about a bunch of unpleasant stuff, then it probably would be unpleasant. Right. But I had, Awakened through the process, and I had—I was so excited, and it felt so good to be on the other side of all that stuff that I forgot the uncomfortability that I was going through in the in- initial writing of it and stuff. That kind of had completely left my mind the uncomfortability of it because I was so focused on the the, the results that I got from doing it, the pleasure. So I, I was, so I started telling people. I said, no, no. I said, like, of course, it wasn't a pleasurable experience to 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 talk about all that stuff. But what I realized was that I was responsible for my own life. Like, I played a part in in destroying most of my life. Uh, like, I did that, and at the same time, I was becoming aware of that. I was becoming aware of the other side to the coin that if I played a part in all the misery in my life and all the things that didn't work out, then, and all of that was my fault, you know, technically it wasn't my fault, but that's another podcast. Um, But it was my responsibility and the things that I was doing were wrong and I was looking at life wrong. And I didn't understand what I was doing. That's why it was wrong. Like, as I was acknowledging all this, what I was awakening to was oh my God, I can design whatever life I want. That is the most empowering feeling. When you, that's the best thing. So it's, you know, in our society, especially our generation, man, we are the blame game. Like, the, the, we, we blame everybody for everything. And we blame the government and we blame COVID and we blame everything. You know, it's in like one of the things I just stand for empowerment so much that when COVID hit and, and kids weren't graduating with their class, they, you know, I saw a lot of people going, oh, my God, it's, it's so unfair for these kids. They don't get to experience their graduation. They don't get to experience the senior year. And, like, I get it, man. I mean, I understand. You know, my son had just finished school, so I kind of lucked out. I didn't have to deal with any of that stuff. So, But I und- that doesn't mean I can't understand. I understand. I mean, like, my senior year was one giant party. I had a blast. So, like, I get it. I would want my son to experience his version of his senior year. I would want him to experience his version of graduation. I mean, that's the milestone. I get it. Like, of course, I would want my kid to experience that. But we have to remember what are we teaching our children? What do we te- How are we interacting with life? Like what is the energy underneath what we are doing? We are not paying attention to that because if you look at the energy underneath that example, what it is is we're teaching our children that, that life isn't fair and they have a right to be unhappy and miserable because life just dealt them a raw deal. How is that going to help them? This is what we're teaching our kids as parents. That when life teaches you a raw deal, go on Facebook and complain about it. I mean, guys, come on, man. You know, we we have to do better than that. And this is the, the this is the topic. Like I said, it's gonna be controversial, man, and I know I'm pissing people off right now. But like just try, just try to see underneath. Like, if I'm triggering you, there's a reason I'm triggering you. You know, it's because there's something in that needs to be resolved. Because I could say lots of things that you just disagree with and you just go, ah, I don't dis—I I disagree with Glenn on that. Whatever. I mean, he speaks a lot of good stuff. but I just, or, or maybe you don't think that. Uh, but just in case you did. He speaks a lot of other good stuff, but this one I'm really not with him on. And it would just be very matter of fact. If you're getting angry, then there's a reason that you're getting angry. That's called being triggered. When you're being triggered, that means that there's something inside of you that either recognizes the truth or there's something you need to work through. I don't know. I'm not going to climb inside of you and figure out what your work is. But I mean, what, my point is we need to stop blaming everybody and we need to start taking responsibility for our lives. And we have to stop blaming everybody. If there is anybody on the planet that thinks the government, namely the United States and a lot of other ones around the world, is completely, and I'm bleeping myself here, completely corrupt, doesn't give a crap about its people, all that stuff. If there's anybody on the planet that believes that, that's me. I believe it 100%. They don't care about you. They've proven it time and time again. But I don't blame them. I don't blame them because they're not going to change anything. They're not going to do it. They're not going to fix this world. They're not going to fix your life. They're not going to pass some laws that is magically going to fix everything. Look around at the level of dysfunction on the planet. It is off the flipping charts, we could elect the best person in every local state and national election for the next 50 years and 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 have magically ever the the best person possible in every office and it would still take us 150 years to work through the dysfunction levels that are knee deep in this in in the united states and other countries the dysfunction levels i mean I'm completely appalled by just what I know. And I don't know much, man. I know the tip of the iceberg. If 25% of what I knew was true, I would be appalled. And instead of being appalled, what we're doing is we're, we're, we're looking to them to solve our problems. We're waiting for them to pass the next law. We're waiting for them to tell us what to do. We're waiting for them to, to, to handle our lives. It's not where the solutions are going to come from. First, start living your own life. First, start living autonomously. Start living with some independence. Actual independence. What, what does What's independence? Not influenced or controlled by others in matters of opinion, conduct, etc., Thinking or acting for oneself—we don't do that. We we do not do that. We do not do that. And if you think that we do do that, you're dreaming. You know, I heard this quote from from Mark Twain a couple weeks ago, and I cannot I cannot let go of it. I just love it. And um, it said it said um, fooling people is is easy. Convincing them that they are fooled is hard because nobody wants to feel like a fool. Nobody wants to feel like they've been duped. Nobody wants to feel like they are unsafe and that everything that they had in their mind and the structure of their life is a fraud. We don't want to face that. You know, we don't want to face that. But this is what I faced when I got sober. I had to face the fact that the way I looked at life was a load of crap. And it's not easy to do. It's the hardest thing I ever did. I get that this is difficult for you guys. But please start waking up. I mean, just, you know, uh, just the fact, just the sheer fact That like this is the quote. I I try to use this one because to me it's just matter of fact. If you if you look at COVID and go, okay, so meeting in large groups is a bad idea. So what they decided to do to keep us safe, because that's what they say is their primary goal. What, what, what they decided to do was they decided to keep all the large stores open. So, and which led to, you know, I don't know, record profits. Of course, record profits, right? So it led to record profits because they had no competition because everybody was just shopping there because why? Because they're the only places that were allowed to be open by law instead of mom and pop stores, instead of small businesses staying open that can only fit a few people here and there and closing the big stores? If you don't want a lot of people in one area, wouldn't that make more sense? Like this is the type of stuff that I'm talking about. This is not rocket science, people. Look around, look around at what's going on. Do you not understand that you're being duped? Do you not understand that you're being played? Do not understand, and let's take out everything that's happened in the last six years right off the table, okay? So this is my best chance at at, at kind of getting the political and and, and the defense mechanisms that are so fired up right now. Move those out of the way. Take everything that's happened in the last six years right off the table. We live in a dysfunctional. You don't have control over your life. You don't have freedom. You don't have independence. We we can't decide what we want to do. We can't just live off the grid. You can't. Do, do you know that you can't buy a lot of land in the United States and have your own electricity and water and just live off there like unplugged? You, like that's illegal. Like you can't do that. There was a big lawsuit in Florida over that because some guy tried to do that. A career military man, by the way, that retired and wanted to just live off the grid. And he wasn't able to do that. Got, like they threatened to take his land. There was this big lawsuit with, with, um, the electric company because he wanted to be off the grid. And they're like, no, you have to sell us your excess electricity and you have to be accountable to us and all this crap. Like the, the, it, it's insanity. It's insanity. The world that we live in. And that we don't even know that we're sleeping. We don't even know that they're stripping our freedoms one by one by one by one by one, by one through censorship. We, we don't have access to information anymore. I mean, what did people do in concentration camps? Piped in information. What are they doing now? Piping in information. Whatever. And, and nobody is standing up going, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Because it's more comfortable and safer and less work to try to just get back to the way things were. I just, I just want to. We deserve more than that. You deserve more than that. We deserve to live independently. So, you know, leaning leaning into what this looks like. That's enough of the damn problem. And please pipe in, people. And thanks for joining, uh, Nicole. Thank you. Yeah, that and that is a great quote. I love that quote. It's we we have to swallow the pill. We're being duped. It's okay. It's okay, man. It's it, who gives a crap? Who cares if we're being duped? We're all being duped. I was being duped. Even this, even knowing the stuff that I knew. I still didn't understand what freedom was until I got out of the country and started living into a, in a different culture. I was like, oh, my God. Like, th- this is unbelievable. And is there corruption here? Yup. There's corruption Dominican Republic. You heard it here first. <laughs> There's corruption everywhere. The difference here is corruption is legal. In the United States, it's legal. They just steal all your money and take all your money and control every aspect of your life, and they pass a law to do it. So you go, oh, it's legal. We're we're living in a structured reality. No, you're living in a controlled reality. That's what you live in. With no freedom. We fought for freedom. This is Independence Day. We have none. We have none in the United States. You- You have to wear a seatbelt in your car. This pissed me off when the law was passed, which I don't even know how old I was, but I was young. And I could feel, even back then, I was awake. I was an alcoholic and I could still feel the injustice, the the manipulation of energy going on when they passed the seatbelt law. How can you pass a seatbelt law? For my safety? My safety is none of your business. My safety is not the government's concern. There's no way. And it, this is what they do. They pass laws and they say it's for your safety and they're just stripping your freedom. And then when they pass something else that strips your freedom, they just say it's for safety and they go, and everybody goes, well, yeah, it's like the seatbelt thing. It just makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense because it's your body. If you want to die in a car crash, that's your right. You can go die in a car crash. It doesn't affect somebody else if you're not wearing a seatbelt. How does that affect somebody else? Oh, if they hit you and they kill you because you didn't have a seatbelt, somehow that's their fault or something? What are we going to do? Six freaking levels of bacon here to try to figure out how it's somebody else's responsibility? No, my life is my responsibility. If I want to wear a seatbelt, I shouldn't have to wear a seatbelt. I shouldn't get punished by law for it. And I mean that now uh, I didn't wear a seatbelt for many years. When my son was born, he got me into the habit and I still wear a seatbelt today, which I have no problem. I have no problem wearing a seatbelt as long as it's my frick decision. But I'll be damned if somebody else is going to tell me to do it. I mean, I don't I I wore a seatbelt, even though I disagreed with the law, because at some point I decided it was a good idea. And that's why I wore it. I never wore it because of the law. But why can't we decide what's best for us? Where, like, where did that go? Like, we we basically turned into what we tried to leave when we came over to the United States. We oh, we're being controlled by by uh, another government. We want our freedom. We come over here, and over years, we just implemented our own stuff. Now there's no (laughs) there's nowhere else to go. So let's get back into what freedom means. The quality or state of being free, such as the absence of necessity, coercion, or constraint in choice or action. Oh, my God. Let me read that again. Freedom is the absence of necessity, coercion, or constraint in choice or action. Does that sound like the the way you're living your life right now? Cuz if it doesn't, you got some work to do. And this is where it's it dives right into the spirituality aspect of it. We are the masters of our own fate. We design our own reality. We have way more control over our lives. So so all that ranting that I just did with all the annoyance with the government and all that crap and and laws and, and how we have no freedom and all that stuff, everything that I've set up until this point, it irritates the hell out of me. Why? Because it's not fair. And that's one of my pet peeves. You know, my mom used to call me the world police when I was a kid, because I would just I, I would always like when I saw an injustice, I dove right into it because I didn't have the fear. I didn't fear authority. I didn't fear other people. I mean, you know, that I had my levels of fear. That's why I drank, of course. But I mean, if, for, for all intensive purposes, the things we're talking about, I didn't have fear in a normal ways. So like if I saw an injustice, I usually jumped right in the middle of it and was like, I'll stand up for this. Screw them. They shouldn't be doing that. You know, so th- this is kind of, This is how I am. You know, some people call it in spirituality. Some people call it an indigo child. We came into this world to, with an edge to challenge authority, to, to, to shake, to shake standing structures that have been around for thousands of years. So we can bring in this new spiritual awakening. And that's me, man. I am shaking it. What the way life is and the structure of it is a load of crap. And But the beauty of it is all the bitching that I've been doing up until now, you can take control over your own life. You don't have to wait for the government. You don't have to wait for them to pass laws. You don't have to wait for them to be fair. What you need to do is start in your own life. Start taking responsibility. If you don't like your job, that's a problem. Start working on fixing it. Seriously, if you don't like your job, that's insanity to work at a job that you don't like for the rest of your life. Do something to change it. I mean, there's tons of opportunities to get education for free nowadays or online and all kinds of opportunities to learn a new skill. There's you you can, instead of watching, do, (laughs) do you know that there's 24 hours in a day? If you sleep eight And you work eight, that leaves eight. And then if you throw in some commuting and showering and eating, you still got like four, six hours of downtime. What are you doing with it? Watching TV? Complaining about the government on Facebook or supporting them? Um, Do something to change your life. Don't look, do not live in ways that you do not like like that are unfulfilling that, that, that are unjoyful and blame anybody other than yourself. Um, Oh, and a comment just came out and I think it has something to do with what I was just talking about. What would you say to someone that says they have no choice to leave their job? Not me. LOL. I love my job. Um, I would say that they are full of crap. Everybody has a choice to leave their job. Everybody has a choice to leave your job. Everybody. Not tomorrow. (laughs) Not tomorrow, but come on, man, this isn't rocket science. Stop. We have to stop playing the victim. This is what I mean. And, and I'm not talking to you, Nicole, what I'm talking about is I just, you know, I, I, I had a vision of all these people that walk around going, I can't just leave my job. And I just, Oh, come on. Stop it. Grow up. Yes, you can. You can leave your job. Not tomorrow. Go start taking baby steps to get a new job. That's all. It's all. <laughs> Go online, apply for something else. Go research jobs. Find something that you actually might like. Um, have a little conversation with yourself and dissect. This is, this, in all seriousness, this is something I highly recommend and I and I coach people to do. If you say you don't like your job, that's bullshit. You don't like something about your job. So do you not like what you do on a daily basis? Do you not like your boss? Do you not like your coworkers? Do you not like the commute? Do you not like the pay? Do you not like, like there's so many different aspects. You can't hate all of it. So what do you not like about your job? Most of, the, most of the time, not most of the time, a, a higher percentage than people would think. I don't know what the percentage is. Maybe it's 25%. Maybe it's, it's I would say it's probably closer to 50% of the time that the job is not the problem with people. People who say that they hate their job, I bet you're close to 50% of the time. The problem is not that they hate their job. Their problem is their attitude. What they did is when you get a job, you're like, Oh my God, I'm so psyched that I got a job. This is going to be awesome. And then six months or a year later, you hate your job. What happened? It was the same job. You know, what we do is we try to turn it into something it's not like the, 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 the deal is, is you got, you went and applied and accepted that job for a reason. And usually the reason is something like it provides the life that I want. So sometimes it's just a matter of that. It's just a matter. This is a, a, like a brief version of what I usually talk about on this. Sometimes it's just you have to shift your perspective and go, okay, why am I? Because we, we go, we're a victim of everything. So we go, oh, I, I can't believe I have to go to work. I have to go to work. I, no, you don't have to go to work. Send your ass. Don't go. Nobody's got a gun in your head. Don't go. Oh, well, I have to go. Well, Why? Well, because I have to pay my bills, I have to pay for my house and the food. Oh, okay. So so you don't have to go. You you don't have to go to work. You're choosing to go to work because it pays for your house and the way you live. So maybe you should stop acting like you're a victim of it and reminding yourself that you're choosing to. You're choosing to go to work. It's a choice. Your freedom of choice, implement it. You know, so a lot of times it's something in that direction. A lot of times it's just an attitude adjustment. But for people who really don't like their job and really need to make a change, it's not making a change. Like, how <laughs> how, how do you do anything? Like, how how do you do, how do you find a new job? That's like asking, like, how do you find a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or how do you find? Uh, a a car to buy or how do you find the best price for broccoli? Like look into it. That's how start. (laughs) Stop acting like a victim. Like you have no choices and start heading in a direction. Take 30 minutes a day and start job searching. Take 30 minutes a day and start researching what you might like. First, then figure out what you might like and then figure out how to get a job doing it. And then if you need education, start it. Whatever, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter if it takes you five years. doesn't matter if it takes you 10 years because your plan has you suffering for 40. So if your new plan has you suffering for 10, good, that's progress. Congratulations. You just took a step in the right direction. <laughs> you know, This is is what I mean. We have more, oh, I'm in a crappy relationship. Okay, learn how to set boundaries. If there is any area of your life that you don't like, fix it. That's what I'm talking about today. Stop figuring out how to fix it. Stop complaining about what you don't like and start figuring out how to fix it. You know, people, especially my wonderful friends in Rhode Island that moved me so many times, and actually many other friends in Massachusetts and Florida that moved me many times. Uh, but I remember in Rhode Island, you know, somebody was like, how How do you like, man, I hate moving. You know, you move all the time. How, uh, you know, why do you, how do you do it? You know? And I'm like, oh my God, I hate moving too. I hate the process of moving. Like, well, why do you do it? And I thought about it. and I was like, because I can't not move. That's why I move. Because I can't, I can't not move because I don't like the process of moving. Like that's foolish to me. Why would I live my life like that? I'm responsible for my own life. I'm a sovereign being. I'm an independent thinker. I create my own reality. So like if I'm sitting there and I go, Oh, look, I found a, I found a little house on a seven acre horse farm where I can get a dog and, and it's, still in the town where my son goes to school and plays sports and, and I don't want to be on a main road that's noisy and they deliver gas next door at four o'clock in the morning and it wakes me up and it's, and I can't have a dog. And I, I want, I want that lifestyle on a seven acre horse farm and I can downsize my business. So I don't need this space on a busy street. So once I saw that this was what I wanted I had to move. I couldn't like, what was I going to do? Stay in a place that I didn't like. Like, I don't even understand that mentality because I am so responsible for my own life. I'm so responsible for my own happiness. I'm not waiting for somebody to bring me happiness. I'm not waiting for my boss to have a heart attack so they can hire a new one. So, and maybe this one won't be an asshole. Like I'm not waiting for life to deal me a hand that I like. That's not how it works. You don't wait for life to, to deal you the right cards. So you might be happy for a short period of time. Like you're the master of your own fate. You're creating your own reality. You're, it's, it's your life. If you don't like your life, that's your fault. So stop it and start fixing it, you know? And, and, and like once you disconnect that, I don't have any, ch- my God, if. <laughs> I, uh, thank God, my clients don't talk to me like this because I think I'd lose my mind. But like my clients, when they come talk to me, that they, they don't sit there because they've listened to my podcast and stuff, so they don't sit there and go, "Well, my life sucks, but I don't have any choice. I can't do anything." Of course, you do. You can do anything you want, man. Like wh- the 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 annoying political pressures and annoying crap that they do. 99% of that didn't affect me when I was living in the U S whatever. Okay. Like and I wasn't running around breaking laws. That's all what I'm talking about. I just don't pay attention to them. I just go live my own life the way that I want to create what I want, do what I want. And, 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 and I'm not some special person. I think, I think that this is, you know, most people that listen to me all over the world make comments about this. and, You know, like right now, I know Nicole and Buddy are watching, who I grew up with in Massachusetts. So the people in Massachusetts know this even better. I am just your garden variety jackass, man. I am like, I'm just a guy. Like, they they grew up with me. I was just cooking around in in a Jeep, drinking beer, trying to have fun. (laughs) You know? It was nothing all unique about me I'm no different or more powerful than 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 any of you at all yeah I was gardener variety buddy yeah garden variety gardener variety nice nicely done um but I'm just a an average guy that just leans into my happiness that's all and that's all you guys have to do and you can do it you can do it but we have to wipe away this victim mentality you know it's uh, i'll throw out another example like um i was talking about this with with uh, somebody else because they used to they used to work with children and we were talking about it and I've worked with children too. And it's like, and for some reason, like one of the things in our society that, that has come up as an example of this, uh, I see it in healthcare industry. I see it in the schools and rightly so, because we have very wonderful, large hearted people that enter the educational and the healthcare system. Wonderful giving people. They want to help others, right? That's why they're into those jobs in the first place which is a beautiful thing. But a lot of people, we don't know how to care for ourselves. We don't don't know how to set boundaries well yet. That's a big learning curve for us. And this is one of the reasons why people put them down and pass like all these stupid laws and have all this red tape. And and it just gets worse and worse and worse, and nobody stands up to them. It's like... and And one of the things that they say, like I hear in these industries is is about the children and stuff, and they're like, oh you know the, the, these children have all the power and and they can give you crap, and there's nothing you can do about it. baloney that's a load of crap it's a victim mentality that we need to get get rid of. I understand that you can't punch a kid in the face. I'm not saying to do that, but you can throw a kid out of your classroom and you can." walk over to the principal and say here you go in there because it's it's completely out of control i need some help there are things that you can do but like like i don't allow children to disrespect me i don't allow dogs to disrespect me <laughs> like friends that have dogs if a dog's jumping on me i'm not like oh this is my friend's dog i can't say anything baloney get the, I, I get the damn dog off of me I'm responsible for my own space. I'm responsible how people treat me. So I, I, I posted a, a quote yesterday or the day before, I think, which has to do with this. It says, "We cannot, we can't make people respect us, but we can prevent people from disrespecting us." It was Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. who, who said whose post I uh, copied and shared. So, so what that means is like, no, you know, you can't make a kid respect you, but you can prevent a kid from disrespecting you and you can do it with your boss too. And it's like, we have to start living like this. You know, when I, when I first moved up here, I've told this story many times. I had, I had three jobs and all three of my jobs, this happened mandatory meeting at a time that I had my son all three times I said, I will not be at your mandatory meeting because this is time I spend with my son. But like, well, can his mother watch him? I don't know. Maybe I'm not going to ask her because that's not the point. The point is, it's my time with my son. That's mandatory in my world. Spending time with my son was priority one in my world. And I was I was not going to go to a business meeting instead of go hang with my son. Now, they had the right to fire me. And I I bet you sometimes when we stand up to people, sometimes we might get fired. And if we do, go find another job. This idea of lack is is ridiculous. And so I need to throw a caveat in here. I am a realist. I don't, what I recommend, like that, that was what I did. I don't always recommend what I did. That was my path. But you can do a version of that. So if there's a mandatory meeting that you're not getting paid for, you have something else to do, and you sit down and you go, wait a minute now, am I holding all the cards? See, this is part of being sovereign and independent and creating your own reality. Make sure you're holding the cards. Now, for me, I didn't care. I was like, I mean, I cared, you know, I, I knew that it, it it would be an issue if I got fired, I mean, I was paying child support. I was living on my own. It was going to be an issue. I had no money in the bank. Like, so, but I knew that I would get through it. And this was a deal breaker for me. You mess with my time with my son, It that that's a hard no, <laughs> like at that point in my life, because that was my, my priority. So I was going to do that, and if I lost my job, I was okay with that. I'm not saying everybody is in that position. So if make sure you're holding the cards. So if you're sitting there and you go, okay, I don't think I should take a stand on this one because this is a biggie. And I think they might seriously might fire me over this. And I can't really afford to be fired right now. Okay, then don't do that. Don't do that. Keep researching other jobs. Keep researching other things you want to do. Um, try setting boundaries with your boss and other areas that the, the, when you're looking for the solution, instead of wallowing in the problem, there are all kinds of things that you can do without risking your job, you know, because that's usually the first thing the ego wants to do. When I start talking like this, I can almost hear the collective chatter in the background of egos going, well, I can't just quit my job. Well, I can't just move to the Dominican Republic. Well, I can't just move to a seven acre horse farm. Well, I can't just quit my job tomorrow. Well, I can't just blah, 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 blah. Nobody's telling you to do that. What I'm saying is figure out how to change your situation and take step one. You don't have to flip flop your life in one day. Just start working towards changing it. That's all. Just start work. Just take step one researching jobs, all of a sudden you start seeing that there's other jobs out there. You're like, oh my God, there actually is other jobs. I never knew that. I didn't think there was any other jobs out there. Or, you know, like the, the possibilities are endless. The possibilities are endless out there. You know, the opportunities are endless. You know, people are like, oh, opportunity only knocks once. No, that's all it does is knock. Opportunity never, literally never stops knocking ever. There are always possibilities. There is always more things you can do. There's always a, uh, a a vacation that you always want to go on that you've never gone on. Start a Christmas club, man, and uh, with the bank. Start saving for it and then go on it. Do what you want in life. Oh, well, like, you know how many people that, like, when they see me go skydiving, they're like, oh, my God, I would love to do that. Oh, I can't afford it. It's like a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. If you save a dollar a month, you can go in four years. But at least you'll go. Like, I mean, there's always something that we can do. We keep ourselves stuck because we're we're so addicted to looking at the problem and not looking for the solution. We need to be solution based disconnect from the problem and start looking for the solution i guarantee you you will find it and not the ultimate solution necessarily you know depending on your situation you can't be like oh well um i don't like my job and i don't make enough money so i need to go online and find a job making twice as much um uh, one block from my house with really nice people no, it's not there. I don't know what Glenn was talking about. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I'm exaggerating, hopefully. But, I mean, this is the type of mentality that keeps you stuck. Oh, well, I tried. Well, you didn't try hard enough. If you didn't do it, you didn't try hard enough. Or, you know, uh, talk to a life coach. Talk to a friend. Um, go Go. Out on, here's, here's a new thing that I'm going to put out there. Go out on Facebook with all your friends or private message them and say, hey, guys, I'm not happy with my life and I can't afford a life coach. So what I would like is I would like us to form a group that gets together twice a month for an hour. And we're all going to help each other solve our problems. And then you can get three people, five people, 10 people, and you guys can all get together in a private little group. So you can chat through in between sessions and all this stuff in this little private form, and you can get together once or twice a month and you can start trying to figure out ways how to solve whatever your problem is. If it's your relationship, if it's your job, if it's your house, if it's your kid, if it's your whatever, Whatever your problem is, get... Th- see, this is what we are lacking. This is one of the reasons why we stay stuck so well is because we we think we want in- independence in the way that we're separate from everybody else. That's not what I'm talking about. We need community. We need one another. We need different perspectives. This is one of the great things I have living up here. I have four other people up here in the mountains that I can just get different perspectives from. I mean, this is glorious. So, you know, start having form mastermind groups. And if you guys do this, if people listening do this, reach out to me. And I think this is a wonderful idea that just came out spontaneously. So if you, if anybody does this, if you form a group right now, what I'm going to do is offer to go in there and coach the whole group at least once. Maybe, you know, maybe we can figure something else out. I got to be careful what I say on a podcast that's going out there. So this is July 4th, 2021. You know, this ain't good forever. Um, But if anybody, if anybody uh, actually goes out and forms a mastermind group with people that have issues that they actually want to work through and transcend, um, I will do my best as long as time allows um, to to at least give one free session to these groups. Just say you heard it here and shoot me an email at Glenn at dot com. All right. Seriously. I mean, please do something with your life. This is we have control over our own reality. You said, I, I didn't, I started my business when I had just gotten custody of my son, which was kind of like some stuff started happening. And then I ended up getting a lawyer, going to court within like two months or something. So previous to that, I had already decided I was starting a business by the end of the year. And it was either going to be a gym or a life coaching business. And the way things played out, it turned into a life coaching business. Even if it was a gym, my plan was to do the life coaching after I got um, financially stable. And then I was going to do the life coaching. Another story. So when he came in to move, when he moved in with me, it was like court the first day moved in with me. Oh, crap. I to get an apartment in coventry because i live right down the street from him but i'm in the next town got a new place and now all of a sudden i'm like oh i have to start my business now and now all of a sudden my son moves in with me we're collecting food stamps literally and and getting free health care because i'm broke and and collecting unemployment partially and working part-time while I'm trying to figure out how to build this business. And then I double my lease. I I double my rent payment by not only renting a house, but renting a house and a business space all in one building. And then I got to figure out, okay, well, I mean, before I signed the contract, I figured out theoretically how I was going to pay for all this. But like, I didn't, I didn't have some silver spoon. I didn't, Like I did whatever it took. And, you know, and then when you get to this stage in life where, you know, I'm living up in the mountains in the beautiful Dominican Republic and and my son's older now. And and, and, you know, uh, from an external perspective, I'm just living the life of my dreams, which I'm getting there. I'm getting it. There. There's a lot of truth to it. But people look at me and they're like, oh, you're lucky. Oh, that's Glenn. Like Glenn can do that. I'm just the guy that leaned in a direction and kept walking towards. That's it. And the, the only reason that anybody isn't living the life of their dreams is because they haven't leaned in a direction and walked towards it. They, they, We make our own prison. You know, all the complaining about the government I did, that. they're not even the problem. We are the problem. The fact that we think that they control us. The fact that we think that we are restricted by what they say and what they do. And I, I could be doing, I, I did most of everything that I'm talking about, I did while living in the United States. So it has nothing to do with moving over here. Don't have to move to a different country to do any of this stuff. I did it there, so just stop letting go. Start expanding your mind. You know, like Michael Bernard Beckwith had us do this exercise. Like, oh my God, was, this must have been twelve, thirteen years ago or something when I saw him at Cropalu in the Berkshires. Him and his wife Ricky it was oh <laughs> one of my favorite memories. But he said think up or write down six impossible things before breakfast. And he got it from Alice in Wonderland. So when at the end, when she was fighting the Jabberwocky, she couldn't wrap her brain around being able to slay a Jabberwocky. She was just a little girl. So she started reciting the six impossible things that happened to her before breakfast to expand her mind so she might be able to wrap her brain around the possibility of maybe being able to slay this thing. That's beautiful. Start doing that. Expand your mind. Start questioning things. I wonder if I just did what I did what I wanted within the, you know, confines of the law or something, whatever, I guess. Like, I, like I said, I didn't, I'm living the way I wanted to. <laughs> it's not about that. So just, you know, expand your mind. Look for solutions. Write down six impossible things. Uh, and they can be, Oh, I'm going to, you know, play golf on the moon. Or another one could be, um, I, I'm going to be in my dream job two years from now. Or like whatever. They can be realistic. They can be unrealistic. It doesn't matter. Just practice expanding your mind. Uh, t- Take a different route home from work. You know, go a different way to the store. Try brushing your teeth with your left hand. Sleep on the opposite side of the bed. Do something. Just, ex- <laughs> we're too habitual and we fall into patterns and we have way more choice and freedom than we even realize. So, like, just exercise your freedom of choice and start designing whatever life you want. There's nothing holding you back but you. Get out of your own prison. You're holding the key. You know, your life is not restricted. Nobody is making you live a miserable life. You can live a happy, fulfilling one. I swear to God you can. And I just felt the energy just kind of (laughs) drift away. So I guess I'm done. Uh, All right. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, I'm hoping that you kind of got some level of... um, kicking the ass from this. Um, Okay, here's one. Uh, Autonomous. Having the freedom to govern itself or control its own affairs. Here they're talking about a country or region. We should have the freedom to govern ourselves and control our own affairs. And we actually do. Acting in accordance with one's moral duty rather than one's desires, uh, I agree with uh, in accordance with one's moral duties. You know, and not moral in a way that you're like a good or a bad person. Just like what's in alignment with with what you think is right. You know what I mean? Like what what's in alignment with what you think is right. You know, like what you think is fair and right. Do you think it's fair? Do you think it's morally just that you have to work 40 years at a job that you hate? And spend eight to 10 hours a day, five days a week in that? That's a gigantic, that's the biggest chunk of your life other than sleeping. And we're going to flush it down the toilet doing things we don't like? Being in a being in a uh, a relationship that's abusive or that that is unfulfilling, do you think that's in alignment with your moral values? You know, live in accordance of what's in alignment with what you just feel is right. We know. We know we're supposed to be happy. We know everything that I said. We know we're supposed to be living in joy and peace and happiness and experiencing more. And and if we don't like something, we're supposed to be changing it. We know that. So lean into that and do that. Don't use excuses of external stuff to say you can't. You know, you can. And I'm cheering you on. And we need you. All right. Thank you. I'm going to go. And I saw that Margie, your comment. You're very welcome. Yes. Go lean into some happiness. All right. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate you uh, sticking with me through my rants and my babbling. Um, And enjoy the rest of your independence day, thinking about how you can enhance your independence. All right. Take care. Peace out. Looking for more? Check out over 200 episodes of Life Lessons and Laughter, or click the link in the description of this episode to connect with Glenn directly.